The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. News when you need it. Fun when you want it. This is the 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross on 630 Chad. Hey, uh, Brad Whisker. Hey, Andrew Gross. Um, I say your name, you say mine. See, it's a different way of us telling folks who they're listening to. People know you, though. They we don't. talked about this on the announcers. They don't. The, the, yes, they do. They don't. People will text in, uh, I don't agree with the male host. I mean, you get new listeners, right? How are they supposed to know if we don't say our name from time to time? All right. So Jalen Nye is not here. Brad Whisker, our producer, is filling in. I'm Andrew Gross. So, uh, Brad. Andrew. There you go. Um, you booked a lot of guests for today. I did. Which That's is my job. Yeah, no, exactly. And it's <laughs> nice to have them. Do we have a lot of guests for tomorrow? Right now, we're looking at Len Rhodes at 3 o'clock, and it's Good. going to be a really interesting conversation. I don't want to spoil too much of mm. it, but he was on a trip up to the territories. Okay. So I'm sure people can add things together and figure out why he was up there. Possibly something to do with the name. Oh, I mean, I, I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, there, say, I, I wouldn't say it straight right. out, but you did. All right. Um, it, that's going to be an interesting conversation. We'll talk to him about a few other things, not necessarily team-related, but right. event-related that, that happened at uh, the Brickfield at Commonwealth Stadium. So, Okay. And, of course, Friday is Military Appreciation Night. It is. So it's going to be another big night with a flyover, Yeah, and that's always a cool night. And that's something we kind of want to pull the curtain back on that. How does the team organize it? How do they coordinate that with the on-field staff, the teams? What goes behind the flyover on a military appreciation in order to get the, the the aircraft over the stadium at the correct time at the correct time make sure they're all in the proper formation which is a right. big thing for the military as well so i hope len can provide some good right. perspective on that have you been in the stadium when there's a flyover i have it it's was quite something it really is i did you know what i was there whenever the last flyover was probably last year at military appreciation i i didn't see them i heard them like i heard them coming I turned to my wife, and then there was this huge noise, and they were gone. Like, that, that they're fast. Yeah, and I, that's what I was going to ask you. I was like, were you going to get a beer? Did you just not no, see them? And, but just, it's the speed. Yeah, I turned to my wife to say something, and then there was just this <laughs> overhead. That's not the noise they make, but something along those lines. <laughs> I don't we'll, know what noise that was. But. We'll go with that for now. <laughs> no. Maybe during the break, we'll get a real flyover <laughs> yeah. sound to, to make up for that mistake. We have to start, start digging for a flyover sound effect. We should play that. Uh, so, hey, listen, I'm always happy to discuss with you, particularly, Brad, uh, because you're younger than I am. So is Jay, but you're considerably younger than I am, whereas Jay is not. Yeah, well, we won't put a number on now, you know, how many years. Why define it? I don't know. I believe you're in your 30s, aren't you? I just turned 30 two weeks ago. Good for you. So you're actually younger than my oldest daughter. Oh, really? Isn't that something? Well, there you go. Yeah. So I think of you as a son. So here's the thing. I really don't, but here's the thing. I know. Um, so technology and pop culture and slice, I love talking to younger people about it to see what they're embracing. Because oftentimes us old folks, we think we're embracing the newest technology only to discover that you young people couldn't care less about it. So I asked you just a moment ago uh, if you owned an Alexa or a Google Home, and you told me you did not. I don't. So I'm surprised you don't. Why is that? Just I because that of my age? Next, yes, because I thought... You people, I'm discriminating. I thought that you young folks uh, needed technology to get through the day. Uh, I mean, how do you wake up in the morning? Use your phone as an alarm? My phone's my okay. alarm. Yeah, I don't own a clock. You, really? Not one. I don't yeah. even have a bedside clock. It's strictly my phone. Do you have a home phone? No. Okay. So, internet, smartphone. Right. Obviously, I have uh, digital cable in my place, but... Um, 
I've never been a. I don't even have an iPad or a, or any sort of tablet. Really? Just an iPhone. That's and it. You do everything you can on that, or you do everything you need to do on that. Yeah, pretty much. And then anything else, if I need to scan something or, or whatnot, I just do it here at work. Okay. So the reason I bring it up is that um, the Amazon Alexa and Google Home, uh, there was a recent study done to determine what two questions were asked. What do you wish they did? Uh, or what do you wish you could do on them? And what do you do on them? Now, I just got a Google Home, I'm going to say in May. I think I got it for my birthday. So I've had it for a short period of time. Used it a lot in the first week and now rarely use it. Um, so what did you use it for? The right reasons or the, 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 right the reasons, reasons that you're supposed to use it yeah, for? Yeah, when Google Home, uh, when you install it, it's very easy to install. I'm sure Alexa is the same. Um, it, you know, there's a little booklet and not too much reading, which is good for me. It's not like a big, you know, it's just a little pamphlet. And it suggests things to ask, which gives you ideas. So you can either ask those questions or ask, like, hey, how do you say... Can I have my bill in Spanish? Like that kind of thing. And it will tell you and you think, oh, that's handy. I could learn another language, right? That kind of thing. Or you ask, what's the weather going to be like today? Or what are today's headlines? Like things like that where you think, this is going to be the greatest tool known to man. And then a week later, you're like, you look out the window to see if it's raining. So the survey asked what people wished they could do. And here's what they wished they could do. Uh, Help us learn a foreign language, as I just mentioned. Help make us funnier. Uh, Help us uh, make us more attractive. Not sure. How does, I, <laughs> how does a home device make you more attractive? I know with Google Home, if you say, hey, Google, uh, how am I looking today? Uh, it'll say you're looking very, very sharp. See, now, does that not weird you out, though? That this device... No, it can't see me. Are you it's sure? It's lying to me. It has no eyes. How do you know? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. It's listening. It's not looking. Uh, distract our kids or give dating advice. That's what people wish it would do. But when asked those same people, so what are you actually doing with it? And this is both uh, across the board for Alexa and Google Home. They're playing music, and that's about it. Really? Yeah. No advice, no tips, nothing no. like that anymore. Pretty much everybody's using it to play music. Some people, a very small percentage, said they're getting it to be updated on weather and news, as I suggested, but it's a very small percentage. Uh, some people are using it for basic cooking uh, questions like how long do you boil an egg, stuff like that. Um, but that's it. So they're using it as a speaker. <sighs> And it, it continues to evolve. Like, I know Google Home, you can ask it questions right now, and it'll say, I don't know the answer to that, but I'm learning all the time. And even in the short time that I've owned it since May, I've asked the same question that I asked back in May, and it does now have an answer for it. So they've obviously updated the programming, or they've given it access to a bigger database or something. See, I don't even use Siri on my phone. And I know people that are addicted to that. Mm-hmm. Siri, how do I get there? Well, why don't you just use the Map app on your phone and... and plug it in and it'll tell you where to go because if you ask Siri, she'll just say you go this way, that right. way, whatever. Well, I don't have Siri. Of course, I have an Android but yes. I have uh, the Google Assistant or and I have the Samsung Assistant, whatever he is. Where I find the shortfall with those is, I found it really helpful originally when driving in Saskatchewan and it would uh, say to the, I don't want to say it again because every time I say those words it turns on people's phones, right? It turned on mine when I did it, so I don't want to turn on phones across, uh, you know, Canada. Um, I would ask it where a gas station was. So during the day, or how far is a gas station? It would be great, because it would say, well, there's a, ga- there's a gas station in Nipawin, and it, you're how many ever kilometers, and be like, perfect, I've got enough gas. But what I found is, again, it's based on the information. At night, it was giving me the same information, but not telling me the gas station was closed. 
Mm-hmm. So since that information is on the internet, and if you Google a gas station name, you'll see is closed right now or what its hours of operation are. I don't really understand why it's not connecting to that information and telling me that. And as soon as a device is not reliable, you stop using it. Yeah, and that's big for you too, just for your your career yes. in, in comedy. You are the type that drives a lot, does your show, but then also will come back if possible Always. that later that evening. Yeah. So for you to be, say you're. A quarter tank left. Right. I want to know about gas stations, restaurants. I want to know about construction. I want to know about uh, traffic. Right. uh, Weather conditions. I want to know all of those things, right? Absolutely. So, I mean, if it's it's great that you're getting the basic information. Hey, a gas station is 32 kilometers away. You look at your your gauge and go, I can definitely get there. But then you get there and it's not open. Right. And then the next one is 78 kilometers away. And it's like, ah... do I keep going? Do I have to find this random mom and pop shop off to the side? Like, what do I do here? So it's funny how much technology has progressed yet is still so lacking in so many areas. And that is a perfect example. Right. And you know what? The technology has not advanced as quickly as our dependence on it has. So we so depend on it to be right, accurate, whatever. And then it's not quite keeping up with our expectations, which I guess is exactly what that survey suggests, that people get these things with the hopes of doing a lots on them and end up using it as a speaker. Uh, we have to take a quick break. But we'll be right back. At 3.50 on a Thursday edition of the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News. Uh, Brad Whisker in for Jalen and I. I'm in for myself. Uh, we were talking a little pulp, pulp. Pop culture. <laughs> Pope culture. Pope culture. Let's get right into it. <laughs> and here's one. Uh, have you heard of, uh, and don't jump to conclusions, have you heard of uh, the What the Fluff Challenge? I certainly have. It's, it's the newest uh, thing. It's the newest thing, and it's just like every other trending challenge. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's. I've watched one, and again, I'm a little behind the times when it comes to internet crazes. Uh, But if you happen to hear about it, uh, what the fluff? So here's what the challenge is. And tons of people are are putting videos up. But as I say, I watched a video and went, okay, I get it. It's kind of funny. Um, The challenge involves getting your dog to sit and watch you. So you stand in like a doorway and you get the dog, uh, your well-trained dog, to sit and watch you. And you hold up a blanket. Um, You sort of put it up in front of you so that you kind of disappear behind the blanket. And then you exit to the left or right down the hallway and the blanket falls and you're not there anymore. So it's sort of a a dog's magic trick because he or she cannot understand what just happened. So, And it's interesting to watch once how this became viral. I have no idea. The one I saw, yeah, the dog freaks out. It really can't understand what just happened to its master. But I've seen the same reaction when I had Jack of getting on and off an elevator. Like the doors would close. We'd go down to the lobby, the doors would open, and he'd wonder where all these people and furniture came from. So it's sort of like that, but how it became viral. Uh, I always want to know who the first person was to do this. And then what do they do? Do they message their their whole phone book in their phone and go, hey, guys. I came up with this. Guys, look at what I did with Fluffy. 
I want you to all do it, post it online, and then tell your friends. I just don't understand one who starts them and how it becomes viral so quickly. The world's going to hell. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> okay, then. Because it, it's it's like, uh, so what did you accomplish today? Did you uh, look at your investments? Did you apply for a job? Did you cure cancer, perhaps? Did you reach out and volunteer in your community? No. I freaked out my dog with the fluff challenge. Well, let's tell the world about it. You know what I mean? Like, that's, I don't, it's not really an accomplishment, but it was entertaining, like I say, to watch one. And then apparently the, the thing is, the ones where they go badly are even apparently more entertaining than the ones that go well. There's one, I haven't seen it, but I heard uh, it described, where the woman's in sort of a hallway. So she's at the end of the hallway. He's at, The dog's in the living room. So picture that, right? So she holds up the uh, blanket or whatever and then tries to make a quick exit, only she zigs when she should have zags and runs into the, d- the wall. So <laughs> the blanket drops and she's plastered against the wall, and the dog didn't freak out at all. The dog was kind of like... <laughs> Okay. See, now there's something I would watch. The, out, the outtakes of the What the Fluff Challenge. <laughs> People running into walls and running into doors or tripping over themselves and hitting their face on the floor. <laughs> I find that much more entertaining than a dog just going, oh, where did you go? And you don't always see the end product. You just no. see the dog run away. But has the dog caught the person? Has, yeah, is, I, it, like, that's me too. It, it doesn't matter what the episode is or what the series is. I would rather watch the outtakes. I like blooper reels far more than I like most shows. Uh, so, still on the topic of uh, pop culture, is this pop culture? I think we have to consider it. So, I think pop culture is such a broad-ranging term now. Okay. I think, you know... These um, fall in the category of that, though? Yeah, I think so. Okay. But what do I know? I'm 30 now, right? Well, you're our producer, I'm, so you should know. Wow. Just throw me right under the bus. Well, no, I'm just saying. Oh, like, you're the producer. You need to know everything. does. Like, but, the on-air guy goes, hey, is this pop culture? And the producer confirms it or denies it, like, so I can not appear to not know what I'm talking about. Okay. I'll keep that in mind for well, I'm tomorrow. Sorry, I didn't know that sounded like a dressing down, but it was not in any way. I'm just pointing out what it is you do. Uh, so how about this? And uh, this will appeal to many people. McDonald's, I'm not joking, is going to start selling muffin tops. Do you remember the Seinfeld episode? Absolutely. One of the greatest, in my opinion. There you go. See that we have in common? I agree. That was one of the funniest episodes of Seinfeld, where Elaine had the million-dollar idea of just selling the muffin tops. Well, McDonald's is going to do it. And the reason they're going to do it is because, and they're not kidding, they're actually going to do it, because their breakfast sales have so fallen off um, that they're looking to recover that lost revenue, and they're feeling like this could be the way to do it. But like in Seinfeld, what are you doing with the bottoms? I know. Unless they find some way... Can you just make a top? Like, I'm not That's a not the same, though, right. to me. It has to be legit. I want to pull the top off the muffin. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you're not going to be able to do that. You're just no. going to get the top. That doesn't have the same appeal to me. I don't know what you... I, mean, I can't I... wait to find out what they do with the bottoms, or if there are... Could you imagine that it just becomes that they've taken all the tops off, just like in Seinfeld? And there's bags of bottoms out <laughs> back? <laughs> and they've actually lost more money than originally planned? <laughs> <laughs> no more breakfast. We went all day breakfast, but now we're not going to have breakfast at all, folks. My goodness. Well, well, we'll wait and see. I can see why that's happening to McDonald's, by the way, because they were, I think, if I'm not mistaken, the first to have breakfast, and people sort of caught on to it. Then suddenly A&W was doing it, Dairy Queen, Subway, like all these other restaurants went, hey, why aren't we open at 6 a.m. serving breakfast? Well, a lot of competition stepped up, and some of them very creative, like some of them better than the original sausage and egg McMuffin or whatever. So they're doing it. Did you tell me uh, 3.55? Oh, I've gone almost a minute long. 57. Okay, so we have two minutes left. All right. Rapid fire question. 
or I'll just I'll hit you, you with this. One? Yeah. Yes. What? So we said that the Muffin Top episode was one of your favorites. Do yes. you have a favorite Seinfeld episode? I do. I I like the episode in which it, I think it was the season finale, the second part of uh, when they're in jail and uh, Jerry Seinfeld's trying to do uh, comedy in the prison. Right. And That's he's getting a good one. he's getting heckled by like murderers. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. I really really enjoyed that. For me, I love any episode that Newman shows up in. The the that back and forth between him and Kramer <laughs> and him and Jerry is so great. Yeah. Um, I guess my my pick is very traditional. I, I love the Soup Nazi episode. Definitely. That is my favorite episode. Definitely a character-driven episode. There was also the one in which uh, Jerry could not remember the name of his <laughs> date, but it rhymed with a body part. Yeah. Also classic. Also man hands. There's a lot. You know of them what? Out actually, there. now that I think about it, any episode that involved that sleazy lawyer. Oh yeah, Jackie. I think Jackie. It was, yeah. Who told you to take a settlement? Did I tell you to take a settlement? <laughs> <laughs> that guy killed me. He's great. They gave you what? Free coffee? Did I tell you to take free? <laughs> All right, let's take a uh, break. When we come back, uh, more of the six thirty Chad afternoon news. The six thirty Chad afternoon news with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross weekdays at two on six thirty Chad.